It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is a proud production of ITM Media. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of week again. Welcome to another edition of Ramblin' About Racing. Whether you're joining us on Belly Up Sports, your regular podcast platform, or you're tuning into YouTube to catch the replay of the show. We thank you for joining us. And like I said, hey, maybe it's your first time. Thank you for joining us. And for our loyal listeners, thank you for joining in every single week. Boy, we had a lot to talk about this week. But before we even get any further introductions i am preston lude and across right from here from me of course the one the only matt beamer what's going on preston it's great to be here after martinsville weekend and the grand prix of long beach which apparently is a very popular grand prix in the world of indycar racing I, yeah I, I learned that this weekend too i didn't yep. even realize yeah it. i didn't realize it either when until the announcer said this is the what second most popular race yeah, the second most popular right race behind the season. indianapolis 500 yeah. and it's great to of watch that a little bit. I mean, I, it, it's an open <laughs> open wheel street course, Preston, and so it wasn't really that impressive to me. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Whether you're on YouTube or your regular podcast platform, really do appreciate it. Got a lot to talk about this weekend. Not so much the races. The races were fine. Yeah, the races were okay. But we do have some topics to talk oh, about. Of course, yeah. off as far as what happened during the races and other than that. But before we get started, as always, how's it going, Preston? It's going well. Things are, things are good. Everything's, family's good. Good. Life is good. Good. I'm glad that, still thankful that we're in the middle of racing season, so there's always that. Yeah. You know? Racing season, it's a great time of year. It's, it is. It really it's is. about 10 months a year. We're, we're getting, we're, we're past uh, the short tracks part of the schedule for right now, of course. Yeah, for right now. Now we get ready to... Uh, we're, I think we're, we're kind of getting into some big stuff coming up. We, of course, Talladega's coming up. Yeah, Talladega's coming up, and... Uh, I can't remember what's that. The, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix is coming up for Formula That's One. That's right, next not, weekend. Not this weekend. Yeah, not but this coming weekend. The following but, weekend. Yeah, well, that, yeah, it's going to start. Uh, the F1 schedule starts to get really heavy. There's just like back-to-back races and then like a week in between. But That's great. I can't wait. I, Azerbaijan, Baku, as it's also called. Baku. That's one of my favorite. I think that might be one of my favorite. I, I do look circuit. forward to that. Behind Some, the Red Bull ring, probably. Something always happens there. Yeah, it's crazy. Always it? happens there. Whether yeah. it be, I remember vividly the 
Sebastian Vettel running into Lewis Hamilton after Hamilton brake checked him. The Red Bulls of Ricardo, and I believe it was Verstappen at the time, taking each other out. Verstappen blowing a tire there uh, on that, the front stretch. That was uh, that was re- that was uh, a that wasn't last year. That was I think a couple it was of years the year ago. before last. I think I'm it was mistaken. his first championship run. But yeah, man, a lot. Yeah. If it happens on the Formula One circuit, it happens at Azerbaijan. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's so cool. And somebody always messes up, messes up going into the castle. Oh gosh, yes, that, that yeah, it's a very tight, it tight is turn. But I mean, we got that. I know Darlington's coming up next weekend. Throwback, uh, next, excuse me, next month for Throwback yes, Weekend. Yes, and I might be going there. It's it's iffy. It's in the air because it's Mother's Day weekend, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough these days. It would be tough, and and if Caroline was going, great. Yeah. But she's not going to just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to just not be with the kid to go to a NASCAR race. She's going to say, I'd rather be with the kid vice going to a NASCAR race. Mm -hmm. But I did get an offer from a buddy of mine from church saying, I've never been to a NASCAR race. I want to go. And I always enjoy going with people their first time to races. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It, It's a lot of fun, but because mainly because when they ask, try to ask me, of course, last time we went to Darlington, go back and listen to, I, I forget the episode name, but it was where... Your brothers, friends, and all that. Oh, yeah, along. Uh, yeah, Austin, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Of course, you guys didn't see me. You sat at the bottom. I sat up top taking pictures yeah, always. Uh-huh. And then I said, How was it? It's like, Where were you the whole time? <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. It's a fun episode. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. How else is it? Everything else good? Yeah. Yeah. Good, and everything's right? good here, too, man. Uh, baby's growing. It feels like just after one day, babies get heavy. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, baby's doing fine. Wife's doing fine. Works good. Everything's good here for my end. We do have something before we get into the show. Something we're going to try out here on Rambling About Mason. This is mainly for our YouTube audience, but it's also could be beneficial for our regular podcast listeners as well. We're going to try to incorporate interviews that we see in the screen behind us. If you're watching YouTube, we got the screen behind us. We're going to try to incorporate interviews that we see. Now, here's the tricky part. The interviews, we, we pre-watched them. It isn't like they're in the quiet media center. It's post-race, and everybody's talking, and the loudspeakers are going. So it's going to be tough to hear. We're going to try our best at fixing it in post. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're what you would call like raw interviews, like right yeah. after you get out of the car. Right. And, and, and it's, it's always it's, loud it's, around It's going to be interesting, but we're going to give it a go. If it works out, let us know. If you like it, let us know. Yeah. If you say... Clean it up before you put it on. We'll try to clean it up before we put it on. We've done this before in the past, mainly on the audio side. I've never done it on the video side. Yeah, correct. So this is the first time, episode 169, that we're going to be trying this. Bear with us. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> growing but, pains. Yeah, growing pains to say the least. But do you have anything before we get into Heyman, Preston? Uh, no, let's hit, let's hit it. All right, well, let's get into Heyman then. Folks, before we continue on with the start of Season 5 of Ramblin' About Racing, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as t-shirts like the one I have on, hoodies, hats, or anyone but lineup exclusively at Bonfire, and so much more. Pint glasses for your beers and everything like that. Just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. And there you can find the links to both Teespring and Bonfire. All Every purchase will help out Rambling About Racing bring you better content and hopefully more content at, at tracks around the country later on as we get there. So head on over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links can also be found 
be found in the YouTube video below or on your podcast description on your regular podcast platform below. Again, all proceeds help out Rambling About Race and bring you better content in the future. Hey, man. Hey, man. And hey, man, here at Rambling About Racing, presented by Devo's Outdoor Lining. Head over to devosoutdoor.com and use discount code RAMBLING for 10% off of your order. Those links can be found on your regular podcast platforms description, YouTube description, or if you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links will be there to Devo's Outdoor Lining. Again, Devo's Outdoor Rambling discount code 10% off. I kind of made that more difficult than I felt like it should have, Preston, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's all right. But here we go, Preston. Getting into this weekend at Martinsville. We started off like this every week. Overall, how was the races from Martinsville for the Truck Xfinity Cup, and how was the Long Beach Grand Prix, in your opinion? Well, the... Martinsville races, uh, I know. So I, I know that. I mean, I'm sure you enjoyed them. You sound like you you kind I, of enjoyed them. I enjoyed one race more particular than the rest. On the NASCAR side of things, I think I would say I probably enjoyed the Cup race a little bit more. But I just think the whole overall weekend just just not. It's not what I wouldn't say. It's not what I'm looking for, but it's definitely not what I'm sure a lot of people were looking for in terms of that whole short track package. Well, the problem is with this, though. When you get a race like that, and NASCAR is still trying to figure out the short track package, I feel you're going to have haters, you're going to have critics. It isn't like it was in the early 2000s with no, these cars. Of these car- not. The cars don't just get loose all the time. You don't just spin out for no reason. These cars are very stuck to the racetrack. They're very driver friendly, I feel. Even though people say this is the toughest car they've ever driven. No. This is a very easy car compared to a 2001 Winston Cup car, I feel. People want to see, I don't know why, but people want to see these cars spin out all the time in wrecks and wrecks I and don't want to see them spin out all the time in wreck. I just, I don't know. There, The racing was good, but there was, I mean, I, I feel like there could have maybe been some more passes and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I didn't have, like, a huge problem with the race. No, the race I overall just feel was like good. Maybe there could have been some more passes here and there. I don't know. It just didn't really seem like it was the usual Martinsville. How you know they always like to hype it up as like uh, it's a beating and banging short track, a lot of bump and runs and stuff like that. I, I didn't really see a whole lot of that, I, which I, is fine. Well, I like the Xfinity race better than any other race this past weekend. For some reason, the Xfinity race is the one that they did. I think the big reason was there was no Cup drivers in it, and I think that's what really sent it home for me. That the okay, this for finally seeing Xfinity race in its purest form. Xfinity drivers racing against Xfinity drivers. And it was a good race. Okay, so let me ask you this. How would you, if I could put you on the spot, how would you rate between Xfinity Cup and the Truck Series on a, one, two, and three? What would be your top series right now? The top series right now, if they didn't have Cup drivers going in there, Xfinity. Okay. All right. The Trucks would be second with some exceptions, and Cup would be third. I would put Trucks third. Trucks are I don't fun. Think the, I don't think the Truck Series is really doing all that well this year. There's a lot... It's just a lot of weird stuff happening with that. Well, it's a lot of weird stuff happening, I feel like, in all three series. whether It doesn't matter how you slice that onion, you're going to cry. <laughs> I, just, I like that. <laughs> I just don't feel like the quality isn't there. I don't know what it is, and we, we keep trying to 
discover this, but I feel like we're going in circles here, and every time we try to figure it out, we'll go, whether it's this far or this far in the circumference or the radius. Yeah. I, I think it's called the radius of the circle. No matter how far the radius is, we always come back to the starting point and go, well, what is it? Yeah, well, I don't think we'll ever really figure it out no. what it could be. There, there was hypothesis on everything, but as far as this weekend, it was it was good as far as the Xfinity. The cup race was okay. The truck race, we'll get into that because I feel like there was a missed opportunity there for NASCAR, and we're going to get more into that. But I, just like you did last week, I got a hey man here. Oh, boy. I got a oh hey man. Boy. And if you're watching YouTube, it'll be right here so you could read along with me. This is from the NASCAR memes, I believe. NASCAR memes. Is this Facebook? On, on Facebook. Okay. It's very know, easy. I don't, to, I, I don't know if I follow that page. I think I used to. It's very easy to find these guys on Facebook for some reason. I think, More yeah. so than Twitter, I feel. But here's what he, they said. I believe it's NASCAR memes. I'll double check that again. 16 of the last 18 Martinsville races had 10 plus cautions. Yesterday, there were three with two of them being stage breaks. And the other one, I think, was a tire. Oh, yes, the tire that was sitting out there for like a lap. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't say, hey, let's throw a caution. That was dangerous yeah, to me. Yeah, that's questionable still. This racing sucks. The comments, though, were great. Just outstanding. One individual named Kevin said, the problem is that they're running Trans Am cars on circle tracks. Debatable. But he's got a point. Renee, I believe that's her name, NASCAR died with Bubba's pool door. Bubba, again, Bubba didn't have... This happens all the time. I don't know why Bubba... I thought you were about to say NASCAR died when Dale died, because I I was really expecting that answer, but... No, uh, I was was expecting... I was looking for that. Don't get me wrong. I was looking for that answer, (laughs) but for some reason, they pulled up to... I don't know about that comment. No, I don't need it. But then a woman named Tiffany comes to Bubba's defense, and I don't blame her. Still with the Bubba thing, you people really can't move on. Just cry all the time and how he somehow ruined the entire sport for being there. Grow up already. Uh, sport was well, questionable before that. Renee didn't like what Tiffany said. Ah, yes. R- Renee said, Missy, I was a NASCAR band before you were born. Sit down, shut up, and listen. Well, <laughs> well, okay. Let's, whoa. Obviously, this is very heated. This is heated. I, I cannot believe that. I, See, she said, sit down, shut up, and listen. I was ready to flip tables. (laughs) (laughs) Down here. Sit down, shut up, and listen. I have watched the woke liberal. Again, I don't understand why. I have watched watched the woke liberals try to take over every aspect of our lives from disrespecting our flag to Bubba crying racism that wasn't there. Get your head out of the sand and fight for your freedom before it's taken. Now you go out there and have a great day. Bubba had nothing to do with the racing this past weekend. No, no, not, not at all. I Bubba just... didn't go, let's have this car on track and decide and decide this. I don't know why. So, but I, I don't know who won that one. Let us know using hashtag what you think ITM. Oh, who won that one, Tiffany oh, or geez. Renee right there? Well, again, we're, we're going to. Not put their last names on there. Yeah, it's, because well, I don't. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. All right, Robert said this. It's not racing anymore. As follows, a leader. There's a period between follows and a leader. Again, it's right here. You'll see it. I don't know. 
the only time that there was that there is the only time there is is the last ten. <laughs> I can't even read this. I got to read it one more time. I'm sorry. The only time there is is the last ten laps. That- I I don't care what track they go to now. I used to watch every race religiously. No more. NASCAR has gotten too commercial. Too many crybabies behind the wheels. No more pushing, shoving, rubbing. Just follow the leader. First of all, his grammar sucks. <laughs> I, don't know I was going to point that out. I don't he know does. if he was like 10 beers into it at that point, but his, probably. his grammar probably sucks. Probably right there. Jenny says this. Does, we'll do one more. Jenny said this. Boring race. And did anyone else notice that they were... They, they were <laughs> that when they were... Not on a commercial break. They were doing a side-by-side commercial or reading a commercial. Way too many commercials. This is why we record the race and watch it and fast forward. Logical thing. I did that with the IndyCar race. But that was our true blue hey, man. I feel like we're going to try to go back there and make another segment for the race weekend because hey, man, it's just too good to pass It's too good to, yeah. I really really enjoy it. But that was our true blue hey, man here. There's just so many comments you oh, can it's find so great. it can be just about anything it honestly. was so it great really is, uh, i was a nascar fan before you were born sit down and shut up and listen as my joy likes to call him the, the i mean it was already the phrase was already coined out there keyboard warriors but then mike joy has to go on the broadcast and say it too so just a bunch of keyboard warriors bunch of all. keyboard warriors there okay so the we'll get into the topics now, unless you have anything else to comment about that, because I no I no it was uh, that was good that was good that was good for me. Okay, big question on everybody's mind here after Martinsville this past weekend was the racing in this year the twenty twenty three spring race better than the racing in the twenty twenty two spring race? I you know honestly I don't I mean I, I I'm gonna kick myself for this one I don't really remember the spring race that much last year. All I remember is the guys from Blind Spotting invited me up there. I declined it. I, I was going to go, but I declined it, and I'm glad I did because it was cold, and the racing sucked. Well, if that's- this year it looked to be nice weather, and the racing was, I think, better. Well, when it's colder, you got more grip on the track, so of course there's not going to be a whole lot. Right. I'll say yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed the racing this year. Yeah, I'll just say yeah. I, I don't know. It's just hard to really judge it these days. It's just not. Short tracks in general just aren't really that good, so it's kind of hard to really put it. I mean, I, I'd, I'd venture to say that the fall race last year was better than this race, and I'm not even including Ross Chastain's wall ride or anything like that. I'm right. just talking in general. Yeah, well, does it help the fact that it's in the playoffs or in that it is a cutoff maybe, race? Maybe so. Maybe. Because this race is just really just a qualifier race to get into the playoffs. If yeah. you think about it, every race up to Daytona is a qualifier race to get into the playoffs. I don't like it when you say it like that. But but is that, not, is that not the way it is? It is. That is the way it is. But when you say it, when you keep telling it to me like that, I don't like that. That was the first time doesn't... I've ever brought it up on this I know, show I in, know. in between us. I, that's the when first time. When I have to time. think about it like that, I don't like it like that. But that's the way it is. It, it, that is the way it is. And it, I don't want, I won't go into it or anything. I just feel like it's kind of like a double-edged sword with NASCAR and the way they set that up. You know, Oh, it's every race up to this point is a, ra- a race to get into the playoffs. But... but that is what it is. Yeah. Every race up till Daytona is a race to get into to qualify for yeah. the playoffs and therefore qualify for racing for a championship. Yeah. As Whatever. sad as that is. I know. All right. So better about the same for you. Yeah. You said? Yeah. You know, I'll say about the same. It's okay. Just, just to me, it was a little better. I mean, it, there were 
there were those cars who got out front and stayed out front pre-sled a, a lot of the first part of the race. I mean, there was only so many leaders to begin with, I think. Yeah, pre-sled a lot of the laps. Our winner, Kyle Larson, led a lot of the laps. Joey Logano led Logano some laps. Logano led some laps coming back from the f- back of the field all the way up. Chastain led some laps. I, Briscoe, I think, led some laps, too. I mean, uh, RCR did, did a great job. RCR, uh, you mean Stuart uh, Haas? Stuart Haas. Yeah, RCR yeah. definitely did. I don't know why job. I said RCR there, but Stuart Haas <laughs> did do a good job this whole weekend compared they to did. what. Now, are they on the upslide? I don't think so. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But overall, I think the racing was better than it was last year. However, still complaints from fans. I think there's always there will always be complaints from fans. Let's no. be real. Okay, touche. Still complaints from drivers. One in particular we want to show you here is Denny Hamlin post-race. Again, the quality might not be all the way there. But we'll go ahead and listen to Denny Hamlin post-race at Mornersville talking about the package and how it might have changed and how it didn't. But we'll give it a listen. And before we get started here, this is from the front stretch. They online little thing here. They, they have good content there. Go follow them. But this is from uh, their interview post-race with Denny Hamlin at Barnesville the, from the front stretch. Long race for you. Just where to lose it at the end there. Just, you know, we had the lead and the cops came out and uh, we had nine lap tires and we put it there and put us back towards the end of the lead lap cars and uh, just can't pass. Danny, this package, this race looked like a lot like last year. It was worse. It was, uh, it just, you can't pass. I mean, 30, 40 lap tires and you can just stay up front. Hard when I was lapping. All right, so before we go on from there, aerodynamic package problem that he said we got to figure out here. To me, if you're on a short track like Barnesville, aerodynamics really doesn't play a big part in it. No. More so as mechanical grip from the tires Vice aerodynamic grip from the downforce that air that's being pushed on the car, whether it's the front or the rear. And again, if you, if the quality is bad, I'm sorry about that, but it's important to hear it from the driver's mouth. I feel mm-hmm. so. What he said there, it's all about the aerodynamics. I I don't know if he knows what he's talking about or he's just just spitting out jargon to spit out jargon right there. I think he's just got a lot on his mind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just got done with a 400 lap race at Martinsville, which is stressful enough. And but he just aerodynamics. I don't know if it's an aerodynamics. I mean, aerodynamics that, could, maybe possibly could be a thing. A but small he, he, part he, he at made, Martinsville. He also brought up a good point about uh, not being able to pass people. No, I mean, he did. It, it was something that was very noticeable about how some guys would stay out. Like Todd, so, for example, Todd Gilliland. Okay, stayed out on a. Uh, I think it was under a caution. It was him and a few other guys that stayed out, and the rest of the field took tires. And Todd Gilliland stayed in the top five for quite some time, top ten for quite some time. Until I think he had a, a pit road issue. I think it was a um, a penalty of some sort or whatever. But I mean, he was up there for a while, and we saw with uh, like Joey Logano at the end of the race. Him, uh, I can't remember. There was a it was him. There was a couple other people. Kyle Larson took two tires, and then everybody else behind Kyle Larson and somebody else all took four tires. And Joey Logano was out there for a hot minute until Kyle Larson finally got to him and fi- passed him. I, I don't know what what that could be, what the issue is, but obviously you don't have to take brand new tires all the time it seems like because it I, I don't know what it could be i don't really know what it could be honestly but i saw that people that 
were on older tires were still able to stay out in front, which was just really weird, really kind of baffling. But I mean, at a track like Martinsville, I don't really think uh, tire. It, I don't think the tire fall off was really that big of a deal. I heard that there there was a lot of guys talking about how the tire fall off wasn't enough. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing when you talk about a super speedway, but on short tracks, you, I mean, does NASCAR need to bring a small, a softer tire? I don't. To, it, to it, I think it, it sounds I think like they it, do. I think it, it, it. I think it varies depending on what. I mean, like, okay, so with him talking about aerodynamic package, I think aerodynamics would mean more at Bristol than it would at Martinsville. A little bit higher speeds yeah, at Bristol I, than I, at I would, Martinsville. I would, I would agree with that. So now. For example, now if 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 people were doing the same kind of strategy at Bristol, like oh, deciding not to take tires here, then you're probably going to get your doors blown off of you probably. But at the same time, he mentioned track position. Track position, regardless if it's nineteen. Track position is a big key not, at Martinsville. Yeah, if it's not, if it's it doesn't matter if it's twenty twenty three, nineteen seventy three, nineteen ninety three, two thousand three. Track position has always been the name of the game at short tracks, especially Martinsville and Bristol, where if you start in the back. You have that risk, and you run that risk of getting run down by the leader, which we saw all weekend. Once they were in clean air, whether it's Ryan Fries or Kyle Larson, more so in particular that I'm thinking of, they were gone. Yeah, if you if they you were just gone, and if you have a penalty, you're gonna have a tough time coming back. Like yep. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch got that penalty, and he was he no got sent to there. the back, and then he couldn't make his way back to the front. I mean, right, like you said, track position is very key, a key thing at everywhere. Not there's not really Martin. there's no. It's only like one groove of racing in Martinsville. Let's be real. Right. I mean, even if even back in the early 2000s, it's always been one groove of racing in Martinsville. Yeah. And a one. lot of guys were just having to knock each other out of the way to get that position. And that's the way it was back then. And I saw a little bit of it this weekend, but I didn't see a lot of it. Nobody's taking each other out. Nobody just going crazy in there because, again, it's, it's a qualifying race. This race doesn't mean anything. This fall race might be a little something different. And then, of course, with I feel like with the uh, – some of the drivers these days would complain about getting hit too much in the corner or something. Probably. You know? And I think it's we're, just, we're I think probably it's just looking at one right here who would probably complain about but, but he has a little bit more to go. Again, if the audio quality is bad, I, I apologize. We're, we're working on it. This is like Tesco, but we'll listen to the rest of his interview here. Talked about about that. These cars, you just you cannot pass. You just get out front. Don't mess up on pit road. Don't mess up your strategy, and you win. That's what five cars is done. And his- don't mess up on pit road. Don't mess up on strategy, and you'll win. Sounds like a winning combination there, and that's what Kyle Larson did this past weekend. Win. Just tinker along, tinker along, and the race just falls you know, right, right perfectly for him. All right, that was the interview right there with I mean, anything else in regards to Denny Hamlin, what he said there? Because to me, it sounded like typical complaining. He didn't have to run that he wanted. I think he secretly wants stage racing to go away. No, I, I think everybody does. But what brings you to say that? It's NASCAR, like I said. St- okay, so like, for example, this race was a little bit shorter than, you, than it has been before. I think we did 400 laps last spring. It's just a new thing. The, the stage racing, the break was at like lap 80, and then the next one was not that far off again. I mean, you're if we just let the race play out, everybody can create their own strategies, but NASCAR's throwing this strategy in where you know that the stage break is coming, so you can set yourself up for that track position. Right. Where I miss the days of, 
oh, we don't have stage racing. And then you just got to hope maybe the caution falls in your favor if you're trying to look to get to some kind of track position. Now it's kind of like a given that the track position is you're going to have a chance to figure out some way to get some kind of track position. That's just my take on it, honestly. Right. Instead I, I, of letting the flow of things just happen. Like we saw at Coda this past year. I mean, Coda was a perfect example of why stage racing should go away. Because Coda was a great race compared to the other races. I know that track position varies on different tracks, but at a place like Martinsville, it is a, uh, like, I, like we said, it's a very high key thing because there's only just about one to one and a half grooves of racing. Honestly, remember the old days <laughs> back in the 2000s when if you were on the bottom, you better stay there because if you get moved to the top groove, boy, you're out of luck. More so at Bristol, I feel, than any. Well, it used, than, to, it used to be at, but Martin, at Martinsville. But Martinsville but, yeah, as well, I yeah. I mean, that's almost like it, it is. But now, I mean, the, the groove is a little bit wider at, like, say, Martinsville. But right. track position, it just. It, it's always been Track a position is always the name of the game. It just depends on what how it falls at different tracks. At Martinsville, yep. yes, it's a huge deal. And at Bristol, it's a huge deal. Yeah. At road courses, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Daytona, Talladega, maybe not so much. You could find your way up there. But, I mean, come on, man. The, safe, you know, the winning car had the right strategy, had the right track position, didn't make a mistake on pit road, and won the race, as is the normal winning combination right, that you course. see yeah. in every car that goes into victory lane, whether it be a, oh, we're just lucky, which rarely happens. You can't just be lucky in auto racing and get up there or else BJ McLeod might have a top 10 or two or maybe a win by this point in his career. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, anything else regarding what Denny Hamlin said right nah, there? No, nothing. Next topic I want to bring up here. The truck series race was rain shortened. It was also delayed for two hours due to lightning and heavy rain. Trucks started on wet weather tires. Decent racing nascar threw the caution once they deemed the track to be dry enough to put half the teams put them on slicks and there's question one question two is later on in the race it started raining again nascar cautioned the race brought them down pit road called the race and we have a clip from kyle bush about this who was in the race although i don't like him being in the in the cup or, or truck or xfinity races i want it he makes a good point but over, but those two questions, starting on question one here. We'll just do question one here. NASCAR calling a caution after they're on the wet weather tires to put them on slicks. Good for NASCAR or bad for NASCAR? You know, honestly, I don't really know how to answer this question yet because it hasn't really, we haven't really gone down a long road for this yet. NASCAR's still trying to figure it out. If we're up to me, though, if we're up to me before any of this would have happened, I would have made sure that I tested a heck of a lot more with it. Because I feel like teams, it should be up to teams to decide when they want to go on slicks. But at the same time, I also kind of find it really annoying that NASCAR says, okay, we're going to, we have a competition caution. We ran, I don't remember how many laps they even ran. It wasn't really that many. I mean, it was, first of all, I'm sorry, I have to say it. I have to, I have to say it for the sake of sake of things. Michael Waltrip is a joke when it comes to the broadcast booth. Um, we'll get more into Fox here in a few seconds. I just, I just, I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I just when I when I started watching the race and his comment was, "Oh man, this racing is great." I'm like, dude, it's lap one. Like the racing is always going to look crazy on lap one. I just don't understand what you're saying. Are you trying to make the wet weather package look like it's a good thing? Because it, I mean, it's lap one. Calm down. All right, let's see. But yeah. anyways, back to what you're saying. I feel 
with NASCAR going, okay, well, we're going to throw this competition question. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, don't worry about losing your position because everyone's going to put slicks on. You guys are going to come right back out where you were. No, that's not how this works. This is a race, for God's sakes. That's not fair. Bring them down pit road, and it's just a regular pit stop. If you get out first, congratulations, you got out first. None of this little – I'm ti- and I'm tired of this because the truck series is becoming like this, 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 this thing where NASCAR can just – like research and figure things out so they can use the truck series as this uh, uh, like this guinea little pig. test guinea the, pig. The guinea pig. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, well, we're not going to throw them into the deep in here. So uh, you guys are going to come in. You're going to put slicks on, but everyone gets to keep the position where they were. What? What is this? Like what? I just I don't, I don't get yeah. it. I just don't get it. I, I, that's the thing that really bugged me the most. I'll tell you the answer for me for question one. I'm okay with them. I was not okay with this call. Let's just say I was going off on another tangent right here for question two. I'm okay with them starting on wets and then going, making, having the teams decide what time is best for them to go on slicks. Perfect example of this. It wasn't a short track race because this is a new package for NASCAR to bring them on, have a little bit of rain weather, rain racing on short tracks. But we saw it in the Roval. I believe it was 2019. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've already been correcting on YouTube about North Wilkesboro 96 being the last race, not 93. By our grateful, gracious fans, no, no harm. I, I got caught out. I got the driver right, though. It was Jeff Gordon. But the Roval showed us that you don't have to throw a caution to throw slicks on. Because I remember it was Ty Dillon who came in and they said, we're putting slicks on the track. You stay in the groove, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's dry spot. And he was making up time. He was the fastest car on the track in that 13 Geico car. It might have been 2018, but he was booking. And then other teams said, we got to, just like Formula One, we got to put on slick tires because if he could do it, we could do it. Yeah, everyone's just basically waiting for the first person to do it right. to and, see and, what they, <laughs> that first person is the guinea pig. <laughs> so what I will say to this, what NASCAR needs to do with this wet weather package, if they want this to succeed on short tracks, which is a great idea. I'm not against the idea of racing in the rain. We'll use that term lightly on short tracks. What I am against is NASCAR trying to control it to the point where it's like you said, okay, come in, put on slicks. Everybody comes out the same position. Don't, don't, don't race on pit road, which I can understand why they did it because the pit road might be wet, put slicks on and then just crashes on pit road. I can understand that. I don't agree with it, but I can understand the justification of why NASCAR would say don't race off of the wet pit road on slicks. Maybe they should try and drive pit road a couple for during the couple uh, Maybe. pace laps or something. I'm, I, I'm not against you on that. Find a way to fix it, NASCAR. I'm sure there's a lot that goes. I mean, there probably is a lot to figure out how to fix something like that. But no, there is, and that's why I don't know why the truck. I think it just happened to be the truck series racing there at the time that this happened. But then question two comes up, mm-hmm. where we're going to talk. We're going to listen to Kyle Busch talk about from, again from the front stretch about the racing in the rain. And this is all focused on racing in the rain. It was coming down. The race has already been called. He's walking back to his hauler. So we'll go ahead and listen to Kyle Busch here real quick, okay? Okay. So, I guess the frustrating was the race kind of, there were so many constant laps that took up stage two. Yeah, that killed our race. I mean, we were, we were hoping to, we did set up for a long run truck, you know? I got to just point out here, this guy, 
behind Kyle Busch holding the umbrella. That's got to be the worst job in the garage. I just wanted to bring that up here real quick. And uh, we never got that. The longest run of the race that we got was on the wet. So just, um, you know, nothing, nothing's gone our way strategy-wise this year, so we might as well stop trying. How, what, how was it racing in the rain, Kyle? It was fine. No big deal. I mean, it, don't call it rain. It wasn't rain. It was dry. It wasn't raining. The- I figured he's talking about the start of the race, and yeah. yes, it was I think what NASCAR was looking at intending for this package to be racing in the rain, drying off the track, increasing, like we talked about a few weeks ago, that track drying process, not necessarily racing in the rain. So don't call it the rain package or wet weather pack. It's, it's supposed to, I think, get back to racing a little bit quicker. Than, right. It's supposed to help out the fans in broadcasting I mean, according he, to NASCAR. He is kind of, he is kind of right. That it's not like the track was like wet. You know, right. We're not, of, we're not uh, seeing... You know, the standing start. I was expecting yeah. this, but then this real rain came in. I was expecting to see put, we already used tr- rain tires once, put them back on. We'll, we'll listen to the rest of Kyle Busch. It's about 20 more seconds here and, and, and go from there. The track was a little bit wet and the tires were drying the rest of the track the rest of the way. Um, but like right now, I mean, honestly, this is a little bit heavy of a rain, maybe depending on the spray, but we didn't even give it a chance. What? Wasting our time. What was the fall off like? Yeah, there's fall off. We need more tires like those. Okay, right there. We didn't give it a chance. We didn't, NASCAR didn't even give it a chance. Now, I could see here, if the rain comes, either one or two things need to happen. NASCAR needs to decide, okay, we're going to leave it in the team's hands to go on from slicks to wets. Just like Formula One, they see the rain coming in, spotters up there, hey, I feel rain, come in. Or... I could see where they would say, throw the caution, put everybody on wets, but race off a pit road. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? NASCAR didn't even give it a chance, according to Kyle Busch, and I believe Kyle Busch at this instance. I, I, I do agree with this. I, I agree that they didn't give it a chance. Um, so I saw some comments on social media of, you know, somebody commented saying, oh, you know, how come they, they didn't want to race in this, oh, well, what's the point of the wet weather package? And then, some, of course, somebody came back and said, well, it's not really supposed to be meant for rain. It's supposed to win just, you know, if the track is wet, it's supposed to get back to racing. And then, you know, they tried to compare it to, like, oh, these tires are kind of like what F1's intermediate tires are. It's not for racing in rain. I was like, okay, now, wait a minute. Okay, obviously, you don't watch F1 enough. They'll race in rain. You, you know what Preston just said there? <laughs> Sit down, shut up, and listen. Yeah, I, was like, I was just like, okay, first of all, you obviously don't watch F1 enough to know that. Everyone has two types of wet tires, intermediates and full-on wets. They race intermediates even if it is raining. It just depends on how hard it's raining. If it's raining hard, that's what they're putting full-on wet tires on. It's two different treads. What NASCAR has is almost kind of like what an intermediate would be in F1. It doesn't matter. This is a short, this is a package that is brought for short tracks. We're not racing at high speeds. It didn't look like the rain was a whole falling heavy. I didn't I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really take the chance to look and see if there was any kind of standing water anywhere. But if we're not racing at high speeds and we have these, quote-unquote, whatever you call it, mud flaps or whatever to reduce the spray, why aren't we trying it then? But then again, it comes back to the, my question, did NASCAR even test this enough to even figure it out? Because then at this point, if they didn't really test it enough, then why do we have it out here? If we're not going to get to test it, if you didn't test it enough, then why, why do we even have this? Maybe you need to go back to the drawing board and do it a little bit more testing on it before bringing it out here. But like how I do kind of sympathize with Kyle Busch. Why didn't we just, why didn't we see what it looks like if we have 
things in place, windshield wipers for spray and maybe whatever rain and all these the mud flaps to reduce the spray coming off the back of trucks or, you know, the cars or whatever. Why aren't, why don't we have try it then? I think I know why they don't try it. Is it because it's going to be a wreck fest? Which I mean, I can understand. No. A lot of these guys probably don't. Coda 2020. Was it 20? The first time they raced a Coda, I want to say it was 2020. Because I think that's when the whole COVID thing, you know, it was during COVID, I believe. That big accident involving Marty Trex Jr. and Cole Custer almost changed the game with wet weather racing, period. On road courses, on short tracks, period. That almost changed because that was such a cluster. I want to say it was 2020, but that's a moot point. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows which race I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Back to your point, though. This was the perfect opportunity, though, be it the truck series. You said they were being used as guinea pigs. Why not use it all the way and say, let's see what happens. But then somebody up there in the booth go, remember Coda? That's yeah. what I want to say what happened. It was an unfortunate thing. I think they could have kept racing. I think it would have been interesting, even with the sanding water. I mean, I think it would have done well. But then that's what gave us opportunities. We talked about it after the Coda race, up track to drainage. For the track, if you expect if tr if short tracks, especially tracks like Martinsville, where it's relatively flat, but there is a grade, you need to put drainage systems in there. It might cost you a million dollars or a couple million dollars, but you can find a way to make a drainage system to alleviate that. Uh, but I, I think the big thing why they didn't go for there was because of Dakota races. I'm uh, I'm torn. I I but you see, I, I I can see your point, but I can, I, I think no my, no no. It's it, I think I think NASCAR just needs to just scrap this whole thing. I just no, in yeah, my head, not, I think it I think it's got to go. It's got to go. If it's, you're not going to use go. it, it's in two cases like this. It's it's got to go. I'm it sorry. Out. It's it's it, it's gonna have good, good initiative, bad judgment, NASCAR. Yeah, it's gonna have to. It's gonna. It's just. It's just. It, I'm trying to think of it, and it just in the long run, it just doesn't make any sense. If they want something like if they if they're if their claim to fame is to help to get the back to racing quicker, what's the point? There's really no point. No. It's not because you're just going to bring everybody down pit road. And everyone's going to put six on, and then you're still going to have people come out in the same spots because NASCAR is going to be too afraid to mess something up and then have somebody complain and cry to them about it the whole time. I think it just it just needs to go. Honestly, it, it's not something. It can't be done at road course. It just it, it cannot uh, for stock cars at least. It just it can't unless they can figure out how to control the spray or whatever. And if they want to race in heavy rain or not, whatever. Blah blah blah. It just it, it can't work. I'm looking. I'm trying to think of it like. For example, I'm trying to think of like Bristol. Maybe if the track was, it's just no. No, no Bristol, I, I can't. Bristol wouldn't work out at all because I can't. It's, I it's can't too because steep of because at this point, NASCAR is trying to make us think that they would race in some kind of rain at some point on a track, and it would be a heck of a lot different between Bristol yep. and Martinsville because you're talking about higher banking, and then if if cars are having to slow down to not spin out, well, what if there's water coming down the track and then the cars are starting to lose that traction going through banking of corners because they're not going fast enough. Well, it's just an idea that needs to be scrapped overall. And that's car, it's just a bad idea. This, this is their second opportunity to do it. First one was at Richmond, according to reports and what people stated on YouTube, it was too much water, standing water. It just didn't work out. This one, I feel like it could have worked out. But, I mean, we'll it's, never know. It's not, okay, so here's an idea. Here's another thing, too. There's a difference between open wheel and a stock car. Okay? Open wheel, water can go anywhere at once when they're running on the track. Water can go straight up in the air. But you're talking about a stock car, an enclosed wheel well. Bender. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's going to cause hydroplaning is the problem. No, it is. 
So why even try it then? Why are we even why are we even looking into something like this if that's if that's going to be an issue? It's a good point. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm thinking it more and more. I just think it just needs to be scrapped overall. No, you know. Okay, fair enough. If we don't get to race one night, okay, then we're just going to race the next day. Big deal. Yep. Or putting lights at every track. We'll wait till the weather passes. Exactly. And race I mean, at this night. The, that the truck series race. Oh, so yeah. I broke it down. Nearly 51 percent of the actual laps that were run were all under caution to begin with. What are we even doing there? That race didn't even get. They didn't even get. Like Kyle Busch said, the longest run they had was on the wet tires. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, what, what's going on here? You know, it's just. It seems like just a rinky-dink circus in the truck series at this point. Right. Okay. I see your point there, but oh. okay. Anything else before we no, move no, on? No. No. Let's move on. Controversial topic here. I think this con- this is going to oh, be yeah. the one that's either going to make or break <laughs> us, and probably a lot of people might agree. A lot of people might disagree. The hype that Fox brought to the return of Chase Elliott, was it justified or wasn't it? Because I've never seen a hype like that. Of course it has to be justified. For a return of a driver ever. Because I've seen Denny Hamlin get hurt. No hype. Kyle Busch get hurt. Maybe a road to recovery. Kyle Busch was talked about a little bit. Definitely didn't see it for Alex Bowman. Didn't see it for a number of drivers. Why Chase Elliott? Okay, disclaimer here. Not a Chase Elliott fan. (laughs) I'm not a Chase Elliott fan whatsoever any driver that's nascar's most popular driver is automatically my least favorite driver on the circuit dale jr chase elliott now least popular most popular driver i cheer against the most did fox hype it up too much of, yeah of course absolutely yeah, absolutely i, 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 I have agree. no okay so i'll say this. i have nothing against chase elliott i'm not a fan I have nothing against him. I don't hate the guy or anything like that. He is, but of course they're going to hype it up because he is NASCAR's most popular driver, blah, 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 you know, this and that. You know, of course, you know, some, they were, it was talked about for a while. Some people, you know, I think there were, may, have, may have been comments out there from fans that say, well, I'm not going to watch racing. Chase Elliott comes back. And, you know, they, it was talked about on some shows about, oh, is Chase Elliott returning going to be, what the ratings need like okay first of all if you're not watching because your driver is quote-unquote injured or what however you want to put it or he's just out suspended whatever if you're not watching then you're obviously not a fan of the sport to begin with agreed like i don't understand why some people would think that oh this is gonna be a ratings news because chase elliott's coming back oh my god he's the most popular driver whatever yes fox played it up way too much and it was annoying my brother even texted me said boy you know this is he goes, man, is Chase Elliott coming back today or something? Or did I miss something? Like that was him sarcastically saying they're talking about it way too much. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really hear them. Maybe I might've missed it, but I didn't really hear it talked about that much during the actual race broadcast itself. But I don't know. NASCAR. I I think, I think Fox just does this thing where I don't know if it's just Fox or if it's NASCAR in general, honestly on this one. Now, I mean, I'll, I'll throw this out there real quick and I'll go back to it. I mean, like the the whole Ross Chastain thing, I mean, Fox Sports was playing that up all weekend long. Oh, all my God. Week. All weekend long. It was the hell melon. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like, it was cool in theory at one time, but God Almighty. It was cool Nobody in theory. Did. Awesome in practice. Let it go. It's over uh, Yeah, we're done. But I don't need history. to see it happening. I don't need you to see. I don't need you to show it to me during qualifying. I don't need to keep talking about it over and over again. It was a product that NASCAR created because it was a playoff thing that's all it was you would never ever seen it ever any other time whatsoever i think Kyle Busch tried it one time in darlington not a big deal anyways back to chase Elliott. so yes i feel like they hyped it up way too much 
I kind of want to. Can, can I? Can I? Can I create Go controversy? Okay. Create it, buddy. All right, I'm going to create as, the controversy. As, as your buddy Eric Bischoff would say, controversy creates cash. <laughs> I have to say this, and say it. I wanted. I, we I, live in America. Free speech. I really, say it. I really wanted to try and back up my statement as to what I'm going to say because I'm. I know I'm probably going to. No, make a lot it, of people angry. Do it, and do it. Quite honestly, I don't care, honestly, because it's my opinion. And I can say whatever I want. You're an American. And if people want to comment and be haters of the show, that's fine. Because guess what? That means you're watching our clips, obviously, and you're commenting, which means you're still visiting the page. So it's whatever. But here it goes. Let's hear it, buddy. Chase Elliott does not deserve a playoff waiver. I said it. There it is. I said it. I said it. And you know what? I don't care because I feel good about it. You want to know why? You want to know why I think of it? Because of the way the system is worked these days. Because NASCAR decided to forego this thing before the season started where if you're going to get a waiver, you don't have to be in the top 30 in points anymore. So basically, Chase Elliott has to win one time, and guess what? He's in the playoffs. I just, I don't agree with it. I don't, and you know, somebody put it out there before of all the list of drivers that got playoff waivers, and there are things in there like, okay, so somebody missed one race because of COVID. That was something that we had to deal with. Right. Not a big... You know, but there was other drivers like Denny Hamlet who got injured in an on-track accident. He got a playoff waiver. Kyle Busch got a playoff waiver when yes, he broke he, his legs. In the Xfinity in Series. In the Xfinity Series. Yes, an on-track accident. I get it, but he still, when he came back, he still had to be in the top 30 end points. Dude came back and just wiped the competition. He said, yeah, sure, I'll be in the top 30 end points. Right. But now, all of a sudden, I'm not trying to raise any conspiracy theories here or anything, but Let's it just seems kind of convenient that, oh, well, we're going to forego, before the season, we're going to forego you having to be in the top 30 in owner point and uh, driver's points. And now that, you know, we have this whole win and you're in thing, because when Kyle Busch got back, there was no win and you were in. You had to get back there. I think there might have been win and you were in. I can't remember. It was years and years ago. Right. It was like 2016 or something. Like yeah. That. It was early. It was, yeah. it was a while ago. But all of a sudden, there's this thing that, oh, Chase Elliott is back. And 15, all, I believe. But. All he has to do is win one race and he's going to make the playoffs. I don't like that. It doesn't sit now, unless everybody, unless we get sixteen other drivers that win, and then he's got to somehow figure out his way to get into the top sixteen. Right, which is a far fetched thing. I, I feel now that everybody's gotten used to the car, but I will. I will let me put your mind at ease, Preston. Okay. When Chase Elliott got hurt, I was flying solo. I forget what episode number it was. I, I'll I'll link it somewhere. I, in fact, I'll bring it up and I'll I'll post a clip. With this clip, because it will be in the in YouTube thing. I said, of course, Chase Elliott is going to get a waiver. He's NASCAR's most popular driver. There is no way that NASCAR will say, sorry, kid, you broke your leg. You got to earn it. You got to be in the top 30 points, which, you, like, to your point, they got rid of it. But with this win in your end system, of course he's going to find a way to win. Talladega is coming up here. He's, he, he won there in the fall race. He, he can win at Talladega again. He's won at road courses. We got road courses coming up here between now and Daytona. We got Daytona coming up. There is plenty of opportunities for Chase Elliott to win. Of course he's going to win. Now, if you watch our and listen to our friends, I say listen to our friends over there at the blind spotting at the Coddle Creek compound there, they're adamant that Chase Elliott doesn't deserve a waiver because of what he did. In his extracurricular activities, if you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. I'm paraphrasing. I, I don't remember the exact quote. But they were pretty much with agreements with you. And their agreements with me. Chase Elliott doesn't deserve a waiver 
because of something stupid, because he's NASCAR's most popular driver. He doesn't deserve that. Would they do the same thing to BJ McLeod? It, it wouldn't be the hype that Chase no, Elliott is. And that, that's a, that's another thing too. It's how come we don't hype up other drivers in general? Someone brought up that good point. How Alex, come we're not hyping Alex up? Someone just brought up how come we're not hyping up other other drivers in general like this? You want to know why, Preston? Because he's NASCAR's most popular driver. Speaking of Eric Bischoff, we're going to go to pro wrestling here. This isn't a pro wrestling podcast, <laughs> but there is this thing called a push in pro wrestling. I know you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. There's a push, and either you have one shot to impress, and if you make it, great. If you don't, you get sent back to the back. B.J. McLeod hasn't done anything to put his name on the radar except being B.J. McLeod and being a driver owner. Ross Chastain put his name on the map way before the hell melon by being an aggressive driver. Chase Elliott didn't have to do much. Son of Bill Elliott. Oh, Okay. Now, of course, if Charlie and Austin were here, they would say, hey, he's a good driver. He's a good driver. He's a good driver. Even in the late models, he did well. Napa's, he's always had good sponsors. Yeah. He's always had the best equipment. To me, Chase Elliott doesn't deserve it. I'm with you. But Chase Elliott doesn't deserve a lot, if you ask me. I think I'll break it down like this. I think NASCAR needs to go and take a look at I guess you could you just they just need to lay out this plan or they need to figure out what the current layout is. I feel like if you're going to be involved in extracurricular activities, not per se motorsports first, just in general. If you get hurt, okay, well, there should the playoff waiver should be there should be really certain exceptions. For something like this, I don't I feel like there sh- it shouldn't. I don't think you should get I, I, I hate to say it like that. I, I, I probably come off as being somebody like a sting or somebody, you know, just somebody that's being mean. But I mean, I just feel like that's how it should be. If you're going to take part in extracurricular activities, you're putting yourself at risk. And I know that there are some contracts out there where some teams don't want guys to do certain things. I think it, it should be that. I think it should be if you're going to race in other series that don't pertain to NASCAR, then you're putting yourself at risk. If you're going to race in like the Xfinity or truck race, I don't know. That's a great area, I guess I could say. If it's if it's within the three top series in NASCAR, okay, maybe. But if you're going to do extracurricular activities that don't involve racing, or if you're going to do racing that has nothing to do with the top three series in NASCAR, and you get injured, I'm sorry. That's just I, I just feel like that should be the name of the game. You know what? That just opens the door for somebody else to get a chance. I agree. But now he's back after six races, which good on him for the like healing and everything. I'm not you know I'm not wishing bad upon. You know, Chase Elliott, I almost called him a kid because I'm pretty sure I'm almost the same age as he is at this point, and maybe he's a little bit younger than I am, but right. I'm not wishing anything bad upon him. I just no. don't think it's fair. Nobody is, but I'm I with you. If NASCAR wants to come out and preach about things being fair, like the cars being almost alike which, which and fair, not. which really and truly are kind of not. I mean, they might be a little bit closer than what it was in years past, but still not level no. competition. I don't think he deserves a waiver. That's just me. And, of course, people are going to say, oh, all these other people got waivers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, that's great. That's in years past. But I'm looking at the now and the way the system is set up. Yep. He doesn't have to do anything but win one time. The dude can go out on Sunday and win. And guess what? He's in the playoffs right away. And then guess what? The NASCAR and the Fox broadcasts are going to ride that high until Fox is off the air, you know, whenever they're. And then NBC will take the baton, man. I don't think NBC will really take the baton. No, they will. They so. will. And those that those fan bases at Talladega will cheer for him. Oh, and they'll be like, yeah. yay, we Chase Elliott came back and won. Just like they did at the fall. I think I was the only one in the stands. 
Boo. You know, it's funny that you say also that we talk about how how come they don't play up other drivers. I mean, Taldega came right out and said, hey, man, we got a cool tickets package for Chase Elliott coming back. You can get a grandstand ticket and something else and a Q&A with them for like 200 bucks. I don't see that happening for other drivers when they come back. Uh, how try, this, they're just like, hey, we're going to take it and run with it. Chase Elliott's coming back. We know they probably got a, he's probably got a big fan base there. So it's, it's Talladega. Yeah. So they're like, hey, you know what? Chase Elliott's coming back, you know, to celebrate it. How come we don't celebrate anybody else coming back? I agree, man. So, okay. We could beat a dead horse on that. Anything else regarding nah, that? No, no, okay. no. Last topic regarding the NASCAR races, and then we'll get into a quick recap of the IndyCar race and preview Talladega for you guys. Did reducing the number of laps help or hurt the Martinsville race from 500 to 400? I don't think it either. I don't think it hurts or helps it, honestly. Well, no, I would say it's kind of in the middle. I don't think it's neither. I mean, I'm I'm all go. I'm cool with 400 laps. I'm cool with 400 laps in the spring, and then we do 500 in the fall. Cool. Okay, and we we do that at Darlington as well. Yeah, we race a 400. Hurts la- we race a 400 lap race, and then we race a 500 or 500 lap. Oh my gosh, we race a 400 mile race during the spring, the Mother's Day weekend at Darlington, yeah. and in the Southern 500 in September Labor Day weekend. However, I will say this. I feel like it is a slippery slope because after, oh, okay, that was an okay race. It was still, I feel like, the same amount of time. It didn't mm-hmm. help or hurt. I mean, I felt like maybe it would have made things a little more interesting towards the end to see what would have happened. You want to see beating and banging increase the fuse or shorten the fuse a little more by increasing a lap. And then when they start beating and banging there with 50 to go, I mean, it could have happened at 350 or 450. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it because then what's next? Oh, the Coke 600 is a too long of a race. The Daytona 500 could be the Daytona 400. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And now we start reducing one. We reduce Watkins Glen. We reduce... In um, Sonoma. I, can, I can tell you why that is. Okay, why is that? Uh, the fan base. Okay. Nobody wants to sit these days and watch races like it was years ago. The, the, the fan base that they're going after, a younger crowd, does not... And I'm, Again, it's not to... Not trying to be mean here, but it's, it's, it's clearly right there. Some people just don't have the attention span anymore. And, I, and like you said, it's a slippery slope, and I've said it before. It's, you, you think it's, they're going to start short races? They probably will because NASCAR is going after this thing where they think they have to create drama all the time. They're trying to create it. Right. Hence why the stagers are there, and hence why the, sh- the lap counts are going to start going down because they think, oh, it's almost going to be like mini sprint races inside of the race because nobody's going to want to sit there and just watch a green flag run. So they're going to hope for cautions to happen. That's what they want. It's like what Tony Stewart said in, <laughs> a few years ago. I don't think we wrecked enough cars here today. Yeah, it's how they exactly, But it's not even how they It's just that's what I see it as viewed as. And when you bring up a slippery slope of the lap counts are going to start going down, that's what I see. It's, it's because the audience cannot sit there and just watch it anymore. It's just that the people that they're going after, they don't have the attention span. So they have to create all this beating and banging and all these cautions yep. to hope that we get all these double file restarts because it just creates drama every single time. That's just me. Agreed. Anything else regarding the NASCAR races nope. from Martinsville? Okay, nope. they, well, real quick here. The Long Beach Grand Prix, there for the IndyCar Series. Kyle Kirkwood winning his first time out there in the IndyCar Series. Mentioned it before the show, I think even during the top of the show. You liked the race? I loved it. Okay, you loved it. Yeah, I loved every second of it. 
It was, was just me. I, I, I thought it was a good race. I, it's just, for me, it's a breath of fresh air to go and watch a series where there's no stages cut into it. Yep. It's, just a, it's just a regular race from start to finish. We don't have all these bullcrap stops in it, whatever. Everything plays. The drama plays out naturally. Yep. Let's just put it like that. And you know what? The top three cars were all within a second and a half of each other right there at the end yep. for the longest time. It, it was a good race. I mean, Roman Grosjean had... Over a hundred and what they, you know, their equivalent of DRS is like a push to pass kind of deal, but yeah. they can use it anywhere. But they only have a certain amount of times. I believe it's seven or eight times that they could use that push to pass. During well, the it's, course you of the can, race. you can do, um, you get like 200 seconds, but you can only use it in 20 second intervals. So Roman Grosjean had like over 150 to use, which he tried to use at the end, but Kirkwood still was able to stay ahead of him. But I mean, it was, I just thought it was a great race in general. I thought it was good. It played out well. It's how a regular race should always play out. You let the drama play out itself. You don't create the drama. Right. And it, it sure as heck played out. I mean, the top three guys, like I said, all within a second and a half of each other. Great job. Great job on Kyle Kirkwood, by the way, yep. too. He was, congratulations to him. Yeah. Congratulations to him. I thought it was a good race. Good for him. He's buddies with Logan Sargent, the other, uh, another American who races F1. Yep. So I'm, I can't wait to see Logan Sargent back on track next week. I'd like to try to get Logan Sargent on the show. That would be cool. That would be cool. We could try. We've had Connor Daly on the show from IndyCar. We did. He he struggled again uh, yesterday. I think he finished somewhere in the 20s. I think he was like a lap down, but it is what it is. It is what it is, but we still had an IndyCar driver on. That's right, we did. Anything else about the IndyCar series? before? Okay, previewing here, Talladega. Two races this weekend, just two. The Xfinity and Cup Series racing in Talladega. Arca Series is racing there as well. Not as hyped up as the Cup and Xfinity. What do you expect from this weekend? I don't expect a lot. I think it's going to be the usual tame super speedway racing. I won't say restrictor play because we're not in those times anymore. Correct. I think it's going to be a little... It, it may not be as... It may not seem as tamed as like a Daytona would because with Talladega, you have more... It's a wider groove, so we will see like a lot of three wide racing as opposed to like a Daytona. I don't. I want to say we'll probably see a point where they're single file, but I don't think we will. I know we will. You I can guarantee will? you. It's more so in the Xfinity series. They're gonna find their way up to the top, and they're just gonna rim ride the I whole think time. It's gonna until, be a lot of riding around until probably. five laps to go into the stage, and then we're gonna have about. 3,000 overtimes. And then we're going to have the cars breaking down, and it's going to be a crazy finish for the stage. And then when the green flags drops for stage two, and I could see this for the I cup races as well. I don't think it would be crazy finishes for the stages at all. No, I do. 100% I do. Then for stage two, they're going to restart, try to get the positions they can, get in line, go to the top, and ride there the whole time. And it's going to be boring. Because it isn't like the way it was back in the early 2000s. And I, and I feel like kind of a hypocrite here because it's like, oh, it's not every race is beating and banging, but restricted play tracks, but not even that. Super speedway racing comes with an expectation of pack racing door to door, 200 miles an hour, three wide, or at least two by two for 500 miles. Not anymore. Save your equipment, go up to the track, count the laps. Let the laps count down. Stage is coming up. Expect a race. Restarting of the race after the stage. Find a groove. Get up to the top. Ride. Come to the stage. Race it. Game on. Third stage. Go up to the top. Run. Maybe a pit stop or two to break up the field. Bring it back. Go up to the top. Race. Ten laps to go. Seven laps to go. Then you can start racing. All bets are off. 
I have a there, question. There's no drama. I mean, I was there at Talladega for the fall race, and let me tell you what, it was the same thing as Daytona. It was, I was expecting awesomeness there at Talladega, but when I was actually there, it was just like Daytona, only instead of Florida, it's in Alabama. There was nothing different to Talladega to me that made me go, wow, I want to go back to Talladega because the package they bring is 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 horrible restrictor plate fruit. It's horrible super speedway racing. It wasn't anything besides Daytona with point one six miles more. Okay. Or two point six six, so point one one six miles longer. <laughs> and the start finish line is off of the, in the pit road. Yeah. Talladega is nothing special. Let me ask you this. Let's ask it. So. What years ago, remember back in 2010, 11, maybe 12, I can't remember how long of a period. Remember when at the uh, super speedway tracks, it was just like tandem racing? Most horrible racing I have ever, 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 ever seen. You didn't like that? I hated tandem racing. I loved racing. it. Hated. That's but- what throws the strategy into it. That's what makes it more exciting. No. I think that makes it more exciting than what it is now. No, well, here now, I mean, tandem racing. Let's would, be real; it wasn't like that when NASCAR was around for the first few decades. There was no pack racing; it was almost kind of like that. Okay, fair enough. But at the same time, I hated tandem racing. I thought tandem racing was great. You had to switch every few laps, make sure you didn't overheat. Right. Sometimes guys would get unhooked and everything, and you'd be falling back. I thought it threw great strategy into the whole deal. You never know if your driver was going to be up there or not. It's not like a pack. I mean, you have guys that were just two by two hooking up with each other, and they were there, and then they weren't there, and then somebody else would show up. I thought that was a little bit better than what we have now, honestly. Right. The, the best super speedway race I've ever seen was 2001, 2002, two by two, lap after lap. You could form a line and go and get up to the front. There was no... It was, it was fun racing. It was edge-of-your-seat racing. The best Talladega race I ever saw, 2001, EA Sports 500. Final lap, Bobby Labonte went on his roof, caused a big one. Dale Jr., Tony Stewart, Jeff Burden racing for the win. Dale Jr. ends up winning. The best race at Talladega I've ever seen. I went to Talladega expecting that. I was gravely disappointed, not only because there was a green-white checkered, but because Chase Elliott won. So I don't expect anything. To, I don't expect anything crazy from this weekend. Am I still excited about Talladega coming up on the schedule? Yes and no. I like the super speedway racing. It's fun racing, but it doesn't bring that what could happen. It's Be- not, yeah. Because everybody does wall ride, and with the stages, you know there's going to be a break, two breaks at least. Mm-hmm. It's just not fun for me anymore. Yeah. To me, it isn't okay. They made it this lap. Can they make it the next lap? Oh, right, they, yeah, re- I remember they, those they, kind of they, days. They, oh, they right on the edge of your seat. Those days were long gone in the world of NASCAR Super Speedway racing. Yeah, are they going to make it back around? Oh, my God. You know they're going to make it You know they're gonna make it back around when they're up there wall riding. It's like. Because yeah, nobody's going to start making yeah, moves nobody, until nobody's 15 make, and 10 to go, maybe, maybe 20. Maybe five to go. Somebody, and it, uh, Clint Boy or Mike Joy, who's going to be the first to jump out? Who's going to be the first? Oh, A.J. Allmendinger, first to jump out. Oh, nobody went with him. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Talladega and Daytona have lost their luster because of that. And it started with tandem racing. All right. All right. Any, okay. Anything else about this upcoming weekend at Talladega, Preston? No. 
All right, start times for this week in Cup Series will race Sunday, April 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. The Xfinity Series will race Saturday, April 22nd. And I think I said April 22nd. It's April 23rd. There, Sunday, this coming up Sunday for the Cup Series. The Xfinity Series will be Saturday, April 22nd, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Race winners for this weekend. What's yours? I think I already put mine in there because I put it in there. Oh, already. yeah, you did. Look at Oh, wow, really? Uh, low oh, hanging wait fruit. a minute. Low oh, hanging, my goodness. Are low, you kidding me? Yeah, low-hanging fruit here. I got to go with Chase Elliott. I can't. I can't. I'm disappointed in you right now. Well, you 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 have been. You saw it right there. I know. Uh, I'm actually going to change my pick because I did write somebody down. And who did you write down? I wrote down Bubba Wallace. Oh, he's won there before. Yeah. Although people say there's an asterisk by because it was rain shortened, no, but nobody I mean, puts an asterisk. Nobody puts an asterisk next to Dale Junior's win at Phoenix because there was a rain shortened race. Just yeah, saying. it's it's because everybody wants to wanted to hate on Bubba at that time. Um. You know, I'm going to change my pick. I, right. I, I, I think, I think Bubba Wallace will do great, but I would like to say, I'm going to say it, Michael McDowell. I'm going to have to say it. I, I just, you, I think you've called that before, and it's, it's hit big on that. I think Mike Bubba Wallace does great, but I, I'm going to go Michael McDowell. Right. I'd rather, I think that's going to be a better pick. All right, Michael McDowell for you. What about Xfinity series? You know, it's funny. Your backup driver is a driver that I picked for oh, my primary, okay. Daniel Hemrick. Daniel Hemrick, always a win right there. I, I, I feel like he got screwed at RCR back in Yeah, you're always salty, salty about that. I, Wait, I, I don't blame you. I really don't blame you That's a hill I'm willing to die on because go back and listen yeah. to earlier episodes. I don't blame of you. Justin Allgaier gets it done there for Junior Motorsports there at Talladega. Preston, anything else before we – anything else? Nope, nothing no else. No save rounds or anything before we get into our final thoughts. No, it's, uh, I'm curious about these final thoughts, these uh, fantasy standings. All right. I did my, I did it, <laughs> but I don't know how I did. So let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts here, Preston. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about a partner that has been with Ramblin' About Racing since we were called In the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast and since we were on the Unhinged Sports Network, and that is Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop for everything NASCAR, for your favorite driver's T-shirts, hoodies, hats, die-cast, and so much more. But it isn't just NASCAR. I get my all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear from there as well as my Washington Capitals gear there as well one-stop shop for everything you need any type of sport you need links can be found under the sponsor tab at ramblingaboutracing.com as well as the under the podcast description and youtube description depending on whether you're watching or listening to rambling about racing head over there right now and get your favorite sports gears need for this upcoming season White flag, white flag. White flag, one lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts on this week's episode of Rambling About Race. And if you survived this long, whether you're on YouTube or your regular podcast platform, really do appreciate it. It's been an interesting episode a somewhat of a short episode i feel for all the amount of information that we crammed in there yeah not necessarily about the race like we talked about but more so about the mess ups i guess you could call it well you know we could be that alternative podcast where people come to not want to listen to 
people talk about the race reviews in general, but just topics, things that we can find, you know? We're yeah, absolutely. I love talking race resorts. First of all, I love, I love talking racing. That's why we started this podcast. Yeah. We, we love talking racing. There's very few people who understand this sport. There's very few people who enjoy this sport. And there's very few people who understand this sport. I'm not going to claim to be one of those people who's like, I know everything because I'm not Bob Hockress. I'm not in there with it. I'm not anything like that. But what I am is a passionate fan of the sport. I love this sport. I want to see the sport succeed, not just NASCAR, but Formula One and IndyCar. I want to see that succeed. Short track racing. I love auto racing. This could be the alternative podcast to NASCAR. We're not anti-NASCAR. No, I just think that we're, like I said before, I feel like we're that alternative podcast that we don't know, like you said, we don't know all the details behind everything. We're just a couple of guys that watch it as fans, and we just like to give our perspective as fans of the sport and then talk about Things that may not get talked about a lot, you know, right. like like we said in today's show, was the Chase Elliott hype too much, you know, and stuff like that. Yep. Things that maybe other podcasts may not talk about because they're like, oh man, I really like Chase Elliott because everybody's a damn Chase yeah. Elliott fan. I don't know what it is about <laughs> Chase Elliott. I don't get it. I don't. Whatever. It's not the point here. All right. Final thoughts this week on that on. This week here at Ramblin' Bad Race. And fantasy standings always up first, Preston. Oh, my. Do you see that? I, I see that. I think I saw that on the way there. Whoa. Oh, my God. Your my camera's right there, by the way. stuck in the number one position. Oh, wait. That's right. Because you, you know for who's the second else? week in a row, you know who, I came in first. You know so. whose else finger was stuck in the number one position? We didn't even talk about Sam Mayer. Ah, uh, oh, that's <laughs> I right. Can't believe we I can't believe, I can't believe that. we missed that. And they got it on live TV. Yeah, that was it beautiful. Happened. It's like, that's what I'd love uh, to see in NASCAR. That's what i like to see that's, right there. That's the passion I want to see in NASCAR. Yeah. He didn't care about his sponsors. He didn't care about his team or his, or I, I yeah. feel like he, he was going after Truex wrong there because Truex didn't really do anything wrong there. But what I want, I'd love to see that. The passion, getting out of the car and going, screw you. Yeah. I can't Short believe track you racing, me. heat of the moment. Where, Love it. Whereas Truex was probably like, we didn't do anything. And he didn't. Yeah. But we didn't even talk about that. Okay, so fantasy standings here this week here at Ramblin' About Racing. Yeah, fantasy. Hey, look, you finished seventh, by the way, this past week. That's so. a top ten. Yeah, that's a top ten. You, you did well. So we'll hop right on over to the overall standings. Ooh, yikes. Uh, so did I even increase in standings? Uh, no. A bummer. Uh, yeah. Uh, so bringing up the rear of the field is you at uh, 1,257. Yikes. Uh, being on three is 13th with 1,276. Smoking Woody is 12th at 1,357. Super Sumo 32 was 11th at 1,370. Grocery Getter 6th sits 10th with 100. I mean, excuse me, 1,389. Ninth is Sissy K with 1,391. Uh, sitting eighth, TS Promo D, 1,404. Charlie is seventh with 1,439. My brother, Money Team Moon Rovers, is sixth with 1,468. The Sports Stove is fifth with 1,489. S Blades is fourth with 1,510. Matt Camper, third, 1,514. I have moved into second. 1,520, and the DraftKings research lineup, which is James Maples, 1,640 points. And he's actually talking trash to you about fantasy standings. Is he now? 
Yeah. No, no, I now I gotta know this because he isn't talking obviously directly to me. He texted this, me. But he's texting and you. Okay. I, I didn't get it. I didn't I didn't understand the message at first when I because I'd seen it after I had uh yeah, when I had woken up. He said this last night at midnight. I was asleep. So I wake up to this and it doesn't it doesn't get you know, my brain is not functioning when you wake up. You're kind of lost. And the text reads, ask Beamer if he wants me to send him some food down to the basement he's taking up residence in. And at first I was like, I was like, what is he talking about? And then I was like, maybe I should probably check the fantasy standings. And I saw he was first and, well, there you were and last. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it If now. anything, <laughs> I'm the base of that building holding everything up. I'm the glue that holds everything together. Okay, that's a little blow. Talk to me next time if you're going to talk smack. <laughs> that hurt. Okay, anyway, <laughs> this week in NASCAR, we're going a little bit back. It is currently as of recording of this April 17th, but I found this interesting tidbit here. From 1987, you weren't even born. What, you were born in 93, 94? 92. 92. Weren't even born. I was about the wee lad just turning one here. April 12th, 1987, Dale Earnhardt bangs Sterling Marlin out of the way midpoint near the midpoint of that and speeds to victory in the Valleydale 500 at Bristol. Richard Petty finishes a close second, and that was a tongue-tied little this week in NASCAR. But don't you hate when you get those? I do. I get them all the time when I read. It doesn't matter. I could I could study it and study that. I still would have gone pick the hip and up and do. Because that's, that's what happens when I read. <laughs> but that happened this week in NASCAR, April 12, 1987, at Bristol Motor Speedway. Midway, and there, there's your beating and banging. But, oh, hey, Dale Earnhardt, NASCAR died when Dale Earnhardt died. So, okay, whatever, can't complain. It's kind of interesting to see. You, you think of how Dale Earnhardt used to be such a popular driver, but he was like a villain when it came to the field. Yeah, he never... Like, you expected that he was going to probably move you out of the way. And you know what? That was just that, you know? Yep. I don't know. People loved it. People loved it. Yet he only won Most Popular Driver once, and that was in 2001. Let let that sink in right there for the... For it all. It is what it is. Yeah. It's not a... I'm not dogging the guy. It's just... It's facts. Yeah. Oh, well. But, Preston, that was our show this week. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up on this episode of Rambling About Racing? I have nothing else but to wish the fans of Rambling About Racing a great week and an exciting Talladega weekend. Yeah, if you're going, even to, though if we only have two races. Yeah, if you're going to Talladega, be safe. Definitely have fun there on the boulevard. Nothing else? Nothing else. All right, then. Well, we're just going to go ahead and wrap it up on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on your regular podcast platform or on YouTube. Really do appreciate you stopping by, taking the time to listen to us ramble about racing. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Devos Outdoor Lighting, Extreme Sim Racing, Fanatics, and Stand Up to Cancer for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Belly Up Sports as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest from the world of auto racing and to see what's going on in our lives as well. All those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. Again, for Preston Luda, P underscore Luda, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 Stay safe, have a good race weekend, and we'll see you after Talladega.